All right, thank you guys. Thank everyone this morning for being here for worship, and thank you for your participation in worship, and we pray the Lord was honored by all of it. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. This morning I want to share just a sermon that I've entitled Preparing for Christmas. John chapter 1. We want to look at verses 1 through 14, no doubt a familiar passage. Give some thought to it. Preparing for Christmas. We've had a busy week this week. I know perhaps you have. It's been busy around the church yesterday. had a wedding here at the church. All this was changed out. Last night sometime people finished up working and had a bunch of busy bees here all week and put everything uh, back. And and I had a beautiful wedding yesterday with with, uh, Caitlin and Scott. They were married and then we had our jail ministry on Tuesday, had a fantastic jail ministry. Had, uh, we left 140, around 135 gifts, I think, at the jail. And had an opportunity to talk to the majority of those at the Franklin County Jail. And Wednesday night activities, and then uh, we just had a, a good week. It's been a, it's been a good week, and so uh, appreciate you being a part of uh, all of it or as much as you could. Preparing for Christmas, John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Preparing for Christmas. A couple of months ago, I remember hearing the words, someone saying, passing by. And I heard these words. I said, well, it's that time of the year again. It's time to prepare for Christmas. I remember back in October going into Walmart. It's kind of the Halloween season. I went by their seasonal aisle. And as I went by their seasonal aisle, there was a Halloween on one side, fall, and then there was Christmas being put out, and Halloween had not even arrived yet. Preparing for Christmas, getting ready for Christmas. Before one was over, we were already preparing for another. We all know what it's like to, to prepare for Christmas. We know what it's like to go into the attic. Remember when I was a young boy, I'd have to go into the attic. My dad wouldn't fit through the hole. 
I'd have to go up in the attic and I'd have to hand everything down to him to get ready for Christmas. I couldn't fit through the hole now. But uh, I, I was a little boy and Dad says, time to get the Christmas down. Time to prepare for Christmas. And so we'd start, I'd start handing everything down. We all know what it's like to go to the attic or to a storage building or, or start bringing out boxes of decorations and preparing for Christmas. And then after a few days, after a day or two, we have... Our, we have our home, we have our lawn with the neighborhood. All of a sudden, all of that is just transformed into a, to a twinkling, uh, uh, flashing winter wonderland. It's really pretty. It's really nice. You see, Christmas Day is just a week away. Just a week away. Christmas is going to be uh, on Sunday this year. Next Sunday is Christmas. Think about that. And that brings a question. Have you prepared? For Christmas. Have you prepared for Christmas? I know you have the tree up, perhaps. You say, well, we have the tree up, have the house decorated, have a few things uh, strong on the outside. Uh, you know, most of my bacon is finished. Have most of the gifts wrapped. I had one to tell me this, this morning that they were going to take this afternoon, and all they were going to do is just uh, wrap gifts. They're going to spend time wrapping gifts. So just like a few more little things. So the point is this, most of us are prepared for Christmas traditionally and we're prepared decoratively, but are we prepared spiritually? Are you prepared spiritually for Christmas? I believe one of the saddest person that I could ever talk with would be someone who has never trusted Jesus Christ in their life, but yet trying to celebrate Christmas. Have you prepared spiritually for Christmas? Are you prepared spiritually for Christmas? You say, well, Brother Sammy, how do I prepare spiritually for Christmas? I jotted down about three things I believe it would help everyone. First of all, to be truly spiritually prepared for Christmas, there must be a clean heart, a clean heart. We have to have a clean heart. Now, with that in mind, before we decorate the house, before we decorate our home, inside, outside, before we decorate our home, Judy has this thing about cleaning the house from top to bottom. She wants it all cleaned. And now since she's had some surgery, she can't do all that cleaning, so I, I've been elected to do the cleaning. She wants it all clean. She wants everything clean from top, all the cobwebs down from the corners, just check, make sure. And then uh, she wants everything vacuumed, we want everything swept, dusted, mopped, waxed, all the clutter picked up. Everything is clean before the decorations go up. I was thinking about that, and the whole point is you'll never be spiritually prepared for Christmas until you have a cleansing of your heart that takes place. How's your heart today? How's your heart? Has, do you have a clean heart? Matthew 5, verse 8 says this. You know it. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. Notice the word blessed. Some translations use the word happy, happy. Happy are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. The pure in heart are happy. What makes a person pure in heart happy? Well, they'll see God. The pure, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And so 
They're happy. They shall see God. Who shall see God? The pure in heart will see God. That word pure means clean. It means clean. The point is God's word says the clean-hearted people will see God. If you're clean-hearted, your sins are forgiven, you've trusted Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you're going to see God one day. The clean-hearted people will see God. And so to be spiritually prepared for Christmas, we must have a clean heart. Now, I have to be honest with you. I have to admit to you this morning, and I have to confess to God also, that uh, my heart is not always clean. At times, uh, there may be some resentment in my heart. There may be some anger in my heart. There may be some frustration in my heart. There may be some jealousy in my heart. There may be some moodiness in my heart. And the reality is, as a Christian, those sins hinder my relationship with God. And if I'm going to have the Christmas that I want to have, I have to be spiritually clean in my heart. I have to be pure in my heart. I must be willing to cry out like David cried out, Lord, create in me a clean heart, a pure heart, and renew a right spirit within me. How's your heart this morning? Do you have any... uh, resentment toward anyone do you have any anger toward anyone do you have any frustration toward anyone those little common things are so common but yet they hinder our relationship with God and so David just wanted a clean pure heart and he knew that only God could do that only God could give that to him now you can try to have a pure heart without God it it won't happen God has to bring about the pure heart in your life. And so you, you prepare for Christmas by crying out to God for a, a spiritual cleansing and having for him to give you a, a pure heart, a cleansed heart. So secondly, jot this down. To prepare spiritually for Christmas, you must arrange your priorities. Arrange your priorities. I don't know about you, but before we get things ready for Christmas, We have to rearrange a lot of things at the house. We have a small house. The rooms are small. And we have to rearrange some things before we prepare for Christmas. We have to rearrange. Sometimes I have to move a sofa. It just depends on how she feels. Uh, Move the sofa from one side of the room across to the other side of the room. Uh, Sometimes I have to move a table out of the room. Sometimes I put a chair in the storage building. This year, I put a chair in an empty house in our neighborhood. Now, I will say that I got permission before I did that. It belonged to my father-in-law. But uh, we had this extra chair, and she, she needed it for me to carry it next door, so I did. And so I got rid of that chair. I had to make some arrangements in order to get ready for Christmas. Sometimes, regardless what that is, this year, this year's, I have to do the same thing. Make those arrangements. The point being, I have to rearrange some things. Get things just right for Christmas. You have to do that spiritually too. To, to be spiritually prepared, there's some things you might need to rearrange. You might need to rearrange a schedule. Might need to rearrange a schedule, spiritually speaking. Rearrange your schedule. Matthew, uh, Matthew 6, verse uh, 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. It's Jesus first in your life. If you, all of a sudden you're just surrounded by Christmas and, and he's kind of left out of Christmas, 
Uh, you're not prepared spiritually for Christmas. He has to be first every day, even during this time of the year at Christmas. So some of you are going to miss the true meaning of Christmas. You're going to miss celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ because your priorities really are not what they should be in your life. And so it may be some, some things you have to change, priorities you have to change, some things you need to move, some things you need to kindly rearrange, some things in your life that you have to kindly rearrange to make room for Jesus. As we spoke about the innkeeper a few minutes ago. He didn't have room for Christ. And some of you tonight, today need to recognize some, some things that you, you might need to change your schedule, might need to rearrange your schedule so you can have time for Jesus, and you can have time for each other. And maybe you can have time to read your Bible and have prayer time. You may just need to rearrange some schedule time to have some spiritual time. Some of you may need to rearrange your finances, finances and you're just now discovering that. You know, years and years ago, right after Judy and I married, and I knew it prior to I got married, but years ago I found that the key to financial stability was not more money, and it was not more material possessions, but it was making the right investments in the right place. We've talked about that on Wednesday night. I simply, I simply chose to use God's key to have overcoming blessings. Malachi 3.10, I'll give it to you. His key to have overcoming blessings, just poured out blessings, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you shall not be room enough to receive it. My goodness. That's his key to financial stability. And I discovered that years ago in my life. Matthew 6, verse 19 through 21, listen to what Jesus said. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so, to have, this, to have these overcoming, overflowing blessings in your life, God gives us the key. You, you test God with your tithe, then you invest your treasures in heaven and not on earth. You invest your treasures in heaven and not on earth. You say, Brother Sammy, I'm having some financial problems right now. Let me let you in on a little secret. You didn't get there following these biblical principles. And you won't get out of those problems until you begin to follow these biblical principles. Let me tell you, they work every time. I've experienced them in, in my own life. So the question is, do you need to rearrange some priorities to prepare for Christmas? So you have spiritual cleansing, you have a rearrangement of priorities, Schedule, finances, and the list could go on and on. Let me close with this. To prepare for Christmas, there must be giving and receiving. It's real simple. Giving and receiving. You know, Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without the spirit of giving. Now, I know we love to receive, but before one receives, there has to be a gift. 
And Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without someone willing to give. And so John 3.16 speaks of a great gift, the greatest gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Remember, Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without the spirit of giving. And God had that spirit. So much that he gave his only begotten son, the only one of his kind, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And so God's Christmas gift to you, to me, to the world was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. For God so loved the world that he gave. And that Christmas gift was his only begotten son. He gave his son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, not something that was cheap, and not something marked down, and not something that was discounted, and not something that you would never need, but he gave the perfect gift for you and for me and for the entire world he gave his son where his son in turn gave his life where we could experience and have salvation what a gift his gift was his son and his son made available another gift eternal life and first john 1 verse 12 we read it it says as many as received him jesus To them he gave the power to become the sons of God, the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. You say, well, Brother Sammy, how do I receive the Son of God? How do I receive this eternal life? It's very simple. Ephesians 2, verse 8, just simply says this, For by grace are you saved through faith, through faith, that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. After Jesus was born, Magi came, and they brought gifts from the east of this young boy, Jesus. They brought gold, and they brought frankincense, and they brought myrrh. But you know what Jesus really wants? Jesus, we talked about our finance, and we talked about time. Jesus don't want your money. That's, he wants your obedience. That's, that's where that comes in, Malachi 3.10. He wants your obedience. What he really desires in your life and in my life is you. Jesus wants you. He wants you. He wants you. He don't want your money. He wants you. And the greatest gift that you could give to Christ is yourself. Have you prepared spiritually for Christmas? You need a spiritual cleansing? How's your heart? Anything tucked away? How's your heart? Do you need that spiritual cleansing? Do you need to rearrange some things? Have you received his gift of salvation? Have you been willing to give yourself to him? I pray that you have. If you haven't, I pray that you'll do that today. Let's have a word of prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity that we've had just to focus upon preparing for Christmas. And Lord, we get all wrapped up in the secular things in the world as preparations being made. But in essence, what Christmas is all about 
Lord, is your birth and, and our relationship with you. And so I pray, Lord, for every person here this morning that they have prepared for Christmas, Lord, that they have received you into their life to be their Lord and Savior, trusting in nothing else except but you for their salvation. And, Father, that we've come and have given ourselves willingly to you as a sacrifice, giving you ourselves. And so, Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to just uh, focus upon these thoughts this morning. Help us to rearrange the things that need to be rearranged to really experience uh, Christmas. I pray for each person here. For those who have never trusted Christ today, I pray that, that today they would come and trust you and only you for their salvation. And this Christmas will be completely different, Lord. They will experience, Lord, what it's like to have a Savior. And Father, I pray that today that people would come. Rededication of life, a recommitment of life, Whatever you're leading people to do, I pray they'll come today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.